Bush and Ritchie here with your daily takeaway. There was a moment uh, during the recording of today's podcast, uh, right at the beginning actually, uh, where our producer turns to us and offers us chewing gum. I'd say that's one of the most unflattering things a producer could do to two broadcasters, basically wanting to give them something that's going to gum up their mouths. Well, do you know what? There's, there's a weird thing in that, because I, I'm, as you know, I carry Fisherman's Friends yeah. around the mints with me all the time. We were in a meeting before the show, and I was sat next to our, our dear, lovely colleague, uh, Dave Berry from The Breakfast Show, mm. and I nearly offered him a mint, and I thought... Am I am I insinuating something there by give, offering a mint to Dave, saying you might want to have one of these? See, you Do you know what I mean? You offer them to me all the time, but I know that's just endearing. It's just an endearing thing. But, but yeah, to someone else... It's It's got connotations. Do you know what I mean? Do you it, want a mint? Is that why you offer... <laughs> Here's the show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So our little lunch out the other day with schnitzels that we were talking mm. about on yesterday's show is the gift that keeps on giving. Because not only did we get a whole show out of it yesterday about underrated food, but we came up with an idea that, uh, as I said at the start of the show, we instantly discounted as being quite terrible. Yeah. But then as the passage of time over the past 12 or so hours, we've kind of been texting each other thinking, actually, maybe we should give it a try and put it to the hometown audience. And now it's the last chance for me to say, are you sure about this? Should we do this? Let's do it. Okay, so we were, we were wondering, right, what you lot think is the hardest animal in the world. Bear in mind, when we were having this schnitzel, we were around management at the time and we're still here 24 hours later. So they've kind of given it their blessing in many ways because they didn't try and stop us. But have you ever thought about the animal kingdom like, who's the hardest? Because it doesn't necessarily mean like the biggest animal. Sometimes little animals have to fight a bit harder to survive. Good it makes, point. Them, makes them tougher, do you know what Very I mean? good point. So for me, I would say the hardest animal in the world are badgers. We had a badger. I remember, do you remember during lockdown, I, I was regaling you all with stories of how this badger mm-hmm. would just turn up in the middle of the night on our street in what I thought were toddler's jeans <laughs> with elasticated waist and uh, daffy duck patches. But was mass- this thing was massive. Uh, I-, I suggested maybe trying to befriend it and loads of people got in touch saying, do not go anywhere near badges. They are nasty so-and-so. They're awful. They carry diseases. Uh, they've got the strongest jaw, I do believe, in the, uh, the animal kingdom. I think they've got... The, their jaw is the equivalent uh, force of uh-huh. being hit by a family hatchback. See, all of that stuff you would normally associate with a crocodile. Yeah. But it's badgers who get, you know, put in kids' programmes as being fun knockabout and wearing flat caps. They're actually nasty so-and-so. I'd like to put forward the cat, and I know you might laugh what? me out of the room here, but think about it. What, you know, when you're on a train and you see some oaf... You know, sat feet up and all that kind of thing, but they're looking at you and they don't care, and they're they're giving off that that aura of hardness. You're thinking, I'm not going to say anything because they look like they'd spark me out. Yeah, yeah. That's what a cat does when it sits on your garden <laughs> furniture or on your patio, and you look at it and it's going, what? That's that's what they do. They have that, and they've got the claws, and they've got the face. That, so you, you're, you're kind of talking about other people's cats coming onto your turf and yeah. just doing their dirty business. Which is why, collectively, I'd say that cats are hard. Well, and this is a good point. You must be quite intimidated when you were feeding your neighbours' cats uh, the other year. Would you want me looking at your neighbours' cats? I do, you do it quite yeah. regularly. I do, very regularly. Didn't realise you were so scared going in there. <laughs> exactly. Don't know what I'm going to find. Uh, some really interesting suggestions coming into the show. Claire says, "Me and my sister upset an ostrich at the Famagusta Mini Zoo twenty years." 
years ago. Right. Technically, it was on the other side of a fence. Technically, it could have easily got over that. We all knew it. It chased us up and down its enclosure, and it was absolutely terrifying. Despite the fact that it was the other side of a fence. That's how intimidating wow. ostriches are. <laughs> Tweet us now at Absolute Radio. Hardest animal, please. Uh, Martin Robson reckons it's the tortoise. A tortoise is still a thing. I remember them being around during Blue Peter era in the <laughs> 80s, but I don't even know if that's a, th- a tortoise is a thing anymore. They must still be a thing. They I think mean, they might be extinct. Be I, I think what goes against the tortoise is for half the year they're in a cardboard box. That's a good point. They need to up their game. I almost want to go into a tortoise's box and, like, you know, like a, a parent would try and wake up a teenager. <laughs> Come on, mate, you're missing the best of the day. <laughs> uh, Denise is putting forward the seagull. I think this is very much similar to my reasoning of putting forward the cat earlier. It's the brazenness of the animal. That's yeah. why they're, they're seen as hard. As Denise says, you can't enjoy a bag of chips without them nicking some. If you're an animal that thinks, do you know what, I'm going to go in, go out and nick that, that's been hard. Well, I'm, I'll never forget, it was in the Herald Express, the local newspaper down in Devon when I was a kid, a seagull took a pasty out of someone's hand <laughs> on the seafront. And a week later, another seagull, or maybe a couple of seagulls, picked up a little dog. Oh, really? Brixham Seafront. They're coming for us, folks. They're coming. Uh, let's be completely honest. We've had loads of votes for the honey badger. We have, yeah. Like, is that that hard? I mean, I've just it just looks like a little, like, angry ginger bear. <laughs> It's a souped-up badger, really, isn't it? We've, I feel we've covered off badgers. But, like, have you seen... Have you ever seen a, a, a honey badger, like, have a go at anyone? Or anything uh, only like? in a wildlife park. Been chucked out of a few weather spoons. I'll tell you what, i tell you what, in fairness, all right, let's, let's do some... Whilst we've done this, let's do some live Google imaging. Honey badger. Let's have a look. And when they come up, they do, in fairness, look angry little things. What do they do, actually? They don't look like what I thought they would be. No. Why are they called honey badgers, then? I thought they were, like, ginger. I've got the wrong animal. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just look, they're kind of like black furred. It's and they're always of... turning around going, Christ! Why, <laughs> why are honey badgers called, called honey, honey badgers? badgers. It's, it's been Googled before. Because of their fondness for feeding on honey. How often do they get access to honey? <laughs> How do they find honey? I wonder if they prefer the squeezy honey or like natural. <laughs> Um, they can go for whatever they want because they're so angry. Absolutely yard as nails. Uh, Eugene wants to put forward Jack Russells. He says, imagine if they were the size of Rottweilers, they'd ru- rule the earth. Uh, Graham wants to put forward the polar bear. Obviously, famously hard. I think what you have to take into account is is not just their anger and temper, but the fact they can put up with the cold. And yeah. that is that is an extra element of hardness that gets forgotten with your polar bear. Problem is with the polar bear, though, they're always getting themselves boxed in on broken off bits of ice. And I think that's a bit stupid. <laughs> You think living there, they'd, they'd be wise to it. But I think you can be hard and stupid. Well, you can't be very hard if you're floating on an ice block. Polar bears, you idiots. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. The official soundtrack to Thursday night uh, with Bush and Richie. It's home time. But we're not just powering things down at this point of the show. Hell no, we're powering it up. but giving you the chance to reply. Any other business? Any other business? Get in touch. Uh, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk anything goes Uh, if you listen to our daily takeaway the podcast this is the perfect chance to get in touch uh, because of course you can't interact live that's uh, the downside of your podcasting Uh, Anthony's emailed hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk Bush and Richie I go to bed very early normally do you remember we asked people to get in touch yesterday oh yeah what time do you go to bed Uh, I go to bed very early about 8.20 the reason for this is I get up early at 4.30 I have breakfast and be out of the house walking my, this is where it gets interesting, my 110 pound dog. 
Wax like the size of a human. A husky cross Malamute dog called Bear. We now have a problem, though. My wife wanted a puppy, so she got one, and that wakes up at about 4am. He's only 21 weeks old. He weighs 85 pounds. Oh He's my. a Great Dane called Otis. This is the house of big dogs. It's like, it's like Hound, Hound of the Baskervilles. If it's 110 pounds, if it wants to walk, it can have a flipping walk. <laughs> Get in touch now if you want to talk about anything. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. JCB going behind it, picking up all the stools. <laughs> this is the Daily Takeaway. How's it going? Great to have you company on this Thursday afternoon. We are now just days away from our big night. What's well, the day away, actually? That's come <laughs> up quick, isn't it? I know. Uh, the songs have been selected, locked and loaded. 80s versus 90s live is go tomorrow from Camden's Electric Ballroom. Uh, still a few tickets left. We'd love to see you there. Absoluteradio.co.uk slash tickets. Uh, bumped into Dave Berry from the Breakfast Show yeah. earlier on. He was saying, making a very good point, Dave, he's a learned man. He says Kate Bush yeah. has played the Electric Ballroom. Not, not to frighten us. Not to frighten us at all. But that's kind of... The, the, we're rubbing shoulders with I greatness. I know. I know. It's... Look, it's exciting times. It's the first date tomorrow of our world tour. Our two-date world tour. Two-date world tour, taking 80s versus 90s from Camden tomorrow night that you can still get your tickets to, absoluteradio.co.uk slash tickets. Next Mm. weekend, taking it to Ibiza. Uh, And don't forget, Tesco Mobile, the helpful network, uh, they are giving you the chance to win a family trip to Ibiza as well. Join us there, if you see what I mean. Right now at absoluteradio.co.uk. They are the helpful network. In many ways, it's a European tour. So come and see us. Come and say hi. A little bit like what Coldplay did around Europe. Mm. Come and say hi to us on our European tour. Exactly. Now... With Camden, we were talking earlier this week, and here's the really exciting news. We were talking earlier this week about how we wanted to get a T-shirt cannon to the big night at the Electric Ballroom. It's fair to say we've had our eyes on a T-shirt cannon for a number of years on this show, but it's never really managed to happen. Cost, really? That's what it is, it's just cost. <laughs> we've got no budget. Well, but we refer to them as the helpful network because they are Tesco Mobile are going to make it happen. My friend... They're getting us a T-shirt cannon. We shall have a cannon this Christmas. This is so exciting. Can't wait. Arriving in the building tomorrow, the gig is tomorrow night, it's happening. I can't wait. So when I was at the Major League Baseball on Sunday at the London Stadium, they had people down there with T-shirt cannons, and I was watching them pretty much more than I was watching the baseball. I I just thought to myself, I've got to have a go on one of those things. (laughs) And finally that dream will come true tomorrow night. Uh, We're going to have that. So, look, everything's good. Tickets are selling fantastically. You can still get yours. We've got a T-shirt cannon. But as is the way on this show, it doesn't always all run to plan. Something has gone wrong, and we'll tell you what next. This is The Daily Takeaway. Can't just have it our own way on this show. There's always a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we're going to La Rochelle, can't just get on the flipping Eurostar. My, I, I, I obviously forgot to get my COVID passport. Yeah. There's always a thing. There is always a thing. And you know what? There's always a thing with this. Uh, so we've had a load of, like, <laughs> merch printed. We're talking about firing out of trebuchets and cannons the other yeah. day, weren't we? So we've had a load of stuff printed, very happy with it. I've drawn the picture for it, thought, oh, that looks smart. It looks great. looks great. And then we get a message, as you will have heard if you listened to the tail end of last night's show, a message from a very panicked producer, Nick, and we've only gone and put the wrong date in for the uh, Ibiza gig. Someone had mentioned earlier on Twitter, are you going to go in a DeLorean and go back in time? Because <laughs> it says that we're playing Ibiza June the 8th, which is going to be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> the date for Camden... On it is fine. But yeah. the date for the second date of the World Tour, 
It's got completely the wrong date, and it's in the past. So we've got that on a load of flyers. We've got it on a load of posters. <laughs> wrong. And we've got it. It's wrong on the T-shirts. It's wrong on the T-shirts that will get fired out tomorrow night. So if you go in there tomorrow night, you might get like uh, <laughs> something that'll be worth loads in the future. You know, like yeah. when, when a record's pressed wrong, and it's one of a very oh. limited run. It'll be a limited run because it's flipping wrong. But critically, the date for Camden. Uh, is correct it on is. the flyers. So that wasn't going to stop us going out and flyering at Piccadilly Circus this lunchtime. Here's how we got on. Hey, so big gig in Camden tomorrow night, Bush and Richardson home time. No, no, OK, fair enough. He doesn't have a good gig when he hears one. Club night in Camden? No, Sir, big gig in Camden tomorrow night, Bush and Richardson. He's not having it as well. He's not having it as well. Club night in Camden, my friends. 80s music and 90s music. Hey, I'm, I'm, tonight I'm going to... Uh, the hole? Oh, home. Sorry, I thought you said hole. <laughs> Big gig in Camden tomorrow night, Bush and Richie from. Absolutely stacking it here. Stacking it. Oh, yeah. Top night in Camden, my friends? No, no. Ladies, you're up for a bit of clubbing tomorrow night in Camden. Bush and Richie from the hometown show. Do you know what? Yeah, they were from New Zealand, <laughs> which is fair enough. But it's their loss. All those people who turn, turn their backs to us, it's their loss because it's going to be a mint night. You can still be there. Absoluteradio.co.uk slash tickets. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, let's welcome to the show from t-shirtgun.co.uk. Ian, Ian, welcome to the show. You can give us some intel about t-shirt cannons, I believe. Yes, that's right, yeah. Ian, you've made two men in their 40s very, very happy ahead of the uh, start of our uh, world tour of our 80s versus 90s club nights in Camden uh, tomorrow night. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the spec of uh, what we have uh, got for the night. Right, OK, so you've got a, uh, well, it's, like, it's called a micro mini T-shirt gun. Right. Uh, but it's what we use at uh, all our shows. So whether we're at Wembley or London Stadium or wherever, We'll have our teams out with these and we'll be firing sort of T-shirts. They can fire anywhere up to 50 metres. <laughs> but uh, hopefully you won't be firing quite that far in uh, in Camden. So if you're at the back of the room at the Electric Ballroom, you'll still be with the chance of getting one if it fires Absolutely. that distance. I, I was at the London Stadium uh, on Sunday for the Major League Baseball. They had T-shirt cannons there. Was that you guys? That was us, yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, you, you, you speak of London Stadium, you speak of Wembley. What kind of events might people have seen it uh, at other than uh, the baseball on the weekend? They're everywhere now, actually. They're, uh, yeah, they're going from strength to strength. So, you know, we've, they'll be at the darts, uh, rugby, Ultimate Strongman have them. You'll find them at Formula One. Wow. Loads of concerts as well, actually. You know, sort of Adele's a big fan of uh, T-shirt guns. Adele so loves always... a T-shirt gun. We have heard that. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, in terms of the, of the bit of kit then, we can't wait to get our hands on this thing. It's going to be amazing when it arrives. But what is a T-shirt cannon? How, what, what makes up a T-shirt cannon? It's a grown-up version of a paintball gun, really. So it, it uses wow. carbon dioxide, and that's what powers it to actually sort of shoot it out. So um, uh, you got one of those, you charge them up, uh, you put your T-shirt in, pull the trigger, and, and off they go. And uh, how many T-shirts can, like, the cartridge hold at once? So normally, I mean, the, the gun will fire one or two T-shirts at a time, but right. you can reload that. You can reload that 70 times from uh, from one cylinder. Wow. In, in one cartridge, I love that. <laughs> and it says on your website, it's not just T-shirts our guns can fire, stress balls, that would be quite a, a wake-up call. <laughs> Hats and scarves, bags of sweets, flags, soft toys, shopping vouchers, and, of course, confetti and streamers. 
Yeah, that's right. And we, we've had them firing pretty much everything. And, uh, you know, soft toys. Biggins loves them at, at pantomimes. He's firing sort of flumps and, uh, and <laughs> Biggins. the audience. Firing flumps. From Adele to Biggins. Uh, does, it, does it have a target on them? You said you can get 50 metres, but can you, can you like, aim at anything? Or well, I mean, certainly not anyone. You know what? It's, it's a bit tough. You can, you can aim it for an area. You know, it's a little tricky to pick a single person out in an audience, even with a lot of practice. Well, do give us a wave on the night, though. We'll, we'll give it a try, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. So, well, this is amazing, uh, uh, Ian. We're over the moon about this. And, you know, a lot of, we've seen a lot of uh, videos on social media over the past couple of weeks. Coldplay with all their confetti yeah. and stuff. If it's good enough for Coldplay and Chris Martin, it's good enough for us. If it's good enough for Biggins to fire some flumps, it's good enough <laughs> for us too. And we can't wait uh, to try it out on Friday's gig. So thank you so much, Ian. Not a problem. Enjoy. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. There's the show, and here is the text that uh, didn't make it into tonight's show about uh, hard animals, and this is great, from Ali in Leeds. She says, Guys, we encountered a honey badger at a campsite bins in Botswana. They're absolutely beautiful creatures, but get too close and they are killers. I very nearly Esther self, she says. There's no other way of putting that. Uh, it was the best laugh. Soiled? Man. Yeah, that would have been easier. Not the word that I was thinking of, though. <laughs> The, but the mad thing is, my husband and the others had gone on a rather expensive night drive to go and see the honey badgers. Sadly, he had the camera, as this is the pre-mobile phone camera era. So no photos, but a memory of honey badgers I will never forget. 